Um, a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, I was listening to a podcast, and it was about peace. And God deals me with about deals with me about peace anyway. But I really got some revelation, and so I was like, "Oh Lord, let pa- let Pastor preach this sermon," because I thought it was great. And he and God was like, "I didn't give Pastor the revelation about the sermon. I gave it to you." So I told him about it, and I'm like, "Now listen, because if 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 you know my husband, he's very." very persistent and I said don't drive me nuts about it I think I'm going to do it I'm going to try to do it I'm going to try to get ready but don't bug me about it because that's what he did you can do it you can do it you ready you ready 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 and so he forgot about it so I could have actually gotten out of it because but anyway um so I struggle I mean I love peace don't get me wrong I I've been in in seasons of my life that were not peaceful and then when peace comes it's like Sometimes you don't even realize how bad it is until you get peace, and then you're like, wow. But in my past, I don't claim anxiety anymore because it's not mine. It's the devil's. But when I was, even, even as a young child, I struggled with anxiety. And one thing that I remember, and this is super silly, but we lived in a house. We moved a lot. I think I counted like 13 houses that we lived in. We just moved a lot when I was a kid. But we lived in this house, and it had like a big window in the living room. And I had this recurring dream that Adam and Eve was peeking in the window. Now, it sh- that shouldn't be scary, right? Because Adam and Eve is not scary. But for me, it was just like terrifying. So even in the daytime, like I'd be like, peeking past that window because I thought I saw Adam and Eve and it was just like this ongoing thing it was just crazy little stuff like that I was scared of the dark I was scared to sleep by myself I mean you name it I pretty much was scared of it and so that kind of followed on into my adulthood um I worried about stuff all the time and I was anxious about stuff and I was I used to be I don't claim this anymore either but I used to be a really bad people pleaser well if if you're like that stop let me just let me just break that to you right now. But when you try, you can't please everybody all the time. You can't. And if you try, number one, you make yourself miserable because you're just chasing your tail. But the other thing is, I would spend all this time trying to make everybody happy. I was miserable, and they weren't happy anyway. So it's just like, I don't even know why I'm wasting all this time. But, but if you've experienced being a people pleaser, that brings on anxiety because you worry. Is this good enough? Did I do this enough? Well, if I did this for them over there, what about this one over here that I didn't have time to get to? And so it just snowballs. So, so when I, I grew up in church and stuff, you know, of course, I didn't know a lot of these principles as a kid. I, I knew God and I believed in God. But when I came to God as an adult with a personal relationship, and I struggled with peace. I mean, peace came on. Those worries were lifted off and, you know, things were better. And I've learned over the years, especially being married to a pastor, you learn a lot of things, whether you want to learn them or not. You just do because that's just what happens. But I learned to use my authority, you know, in these different things. And I used, learned to use God's word. And so I really thought I had a pretty good handle on it. I didn't think I really struggled with anxiety anymore. I was doing pretty good. And then we get the call about adopting Jesse. Well, let me just tell you, when you're going through the adoption process, if you have lawyers, you have social workers, you have doctors, nurses, everybody's involved in the process. If they tell you one time, they tell you a hundred times that nothing is sure. They can change their mind anywhere through the process until that baby's 48 hours old and they sign the paperwork. So it was, it was a difficult time, and I struggled, and I struggled with peace, and I struggled with anxiety, and I listened to podcasts, and I did all these things. And then, and then we wind up in the NICU for two weeks, and that brought on anxiety of itself because you got babies that are really sick, and you got alarms sounding and stuff. And I was like, 
man, God, I thought, I thought I had this under control, but little did I know, I didn't. So I've really, I've really struggled with that, and I've really tried to search out, um, you know, answers and, and not having, not letting anxiety rule because um, anxiety is the opposite of peace. It's one or the other. If you're anxious, you don't have peace. And if you're full of peace, you're not anxious. So it's one or the other. And I choose peace. Um, so like Pastor said, Sharon lost her husband of 50 plus years. Sharon was six when they got married. Um, <laughs> but I always tease her that because when she came and she told me how old you were, and I was like, uh-uh. She actually showed me her driver's license because I didn't believe her. So whenever she said they were married for 50-something years, I said she was six. But anyways, Pete passed away on Sunday. And I have to say, um, it w- I cried and because I loved Pete, too. Pete was a sweetheart. For those of you that got to meet him, he was a sweetheart. But I cried for Sharon because that was her partner in life for that many years. And, and I cried for her. I cried more than Sharon cried because I'm a big ball baby. But anyway... Uh, Sharon probably cried in private because she's just she's stronger. She has a stronger personality than me. But, um, anyways, when it when we when it came close to time for the funeral, she wanted Pastor to do it. Well, if anybody knows about Ford, Ford, my husband always said Ford kills. Ford cares about vans. They don't care about people. And so that's basically it. They don't care if you're a pastor and you have a funeral to do. They want vans built. So he asked, you know, and he went through all the channels, and he went to his committeemen, and they went to their boss and their boss's boss and all these things. And he really put forth the effort. And he kept saying, I don't want to let Sharon down. You know, of course, Sharon's saying, you're not going to let me down. You know, God will, God will, God's got this. So we waited. So yesterday I got his clothes all ready, and, you know, we, I helped him kind of get some things together, and we were all ready. So if he walked in this morning, because it was his turn to flip, we thought. So if he walked in this morning and said, you get to flip, then here we go. We're ready to go. We're headed to Marceline. We're ready to go. Well, he didn't get to flip. So here we are, and I, I, was, I was the backup. I was the fill-in, I guess you would say. But um, so anyways, as, we, as I sat down, you know, like I said, Sharon and I had talked to, and she didn't want um, the minister from the nursing home to do it because she didn't want it to be impersonal, you know. And I agree. We both have experienced that, and she didn't want that, and, and I didn't want that for her. Um, so I sat down and was kind of preparing some things, you know. And when someone passes, you talk about that person. So I just kind of started jotting some things down. First things that came to my mind when I thought about Pete. First thing was love. You can't be married for 56 years, Sharon? 56, 56 years. That's amazing. I mean, that, that's rare these days. And, but you could tell when you were around Pete, he loved, and Sharon loved Pete, but Pete, I mean, he looked at Sharon. You could see the love. When Valentine's Day comes, she's like, well, Pete bought me a bracelet, a necklace, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like... He's just so sweet. But, I mean, the, the love was there. There was no question. There was love there. Pete was lovable. It was easy to love Pete. So that was one of the first things. Then, then I thought about joy. I never saw Pete down, even towards the end when he, you know, obviously his body was starting to fail him. I never saw him down. He always had a smile on his face, and he had joy, and he would see the kids, and he'd play with the kids. And, and then I thought about peace. You know, Pete exhibited peace. And so as I'm kind of going down the list, patient. Play, Pete plays golf, and I said today at the funeral, you have to have patience to play golf because I can't play mini golf. I'm like, come on, let's get, let, just put the ball in the hole and let's be done with this. I, it drives me nuts. So I knew he had patience. And so I thought, there's a pattern here, love, joy, peace. And so I'm like, so I, you know, get out my bum. That's the fruits of the spirit. So I went on down the list, kind. Pete was kind. He was one of the kindest people I know. Goodness or moral, morally good, he was. Faithfulness, he was. Gentleness. He was so gentle. He had such, you know, he was just, 
soft-spoken. Sharon said he was wild back, back in the day, but I'm going to have to go to her house and see some pictures of him like that because since I've known him, he, gentle is definitely, he exhibited self-control. All nine of the fruits of the Spirit Amen. this man had. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there going, wow, God. I mean, I, not that I didn't know it, but when, I just, when God opened that up to me, I, I can't say that. Yeah. I'm pretty good on four maybe, but I can't say that all nine I've got. I can't, and I don't know very many people that can say that. So anyways, it was an honor for me to get to speak, but I mean, it was nerve-wracking. I try try really hard not to pray my will. I've learned that in my old age. Don't pray, God, do this, 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 because God has such a better plan than what we have. And, and Forrest told me this morning, I tried to hang up on him, but he said, you know, I was praying that God would get me out of here, but then I'm just kind of feeling like you're supposed to do this. I'm like, I got to go, babe. Can't talk anymore. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I didn't feel like I did a very good job. People said that I did, but I don't think they're going to come up to me like, that stunk. <laughs> but Sharon was happy, and that's, I, I love Sharon, and Sharon has... When we were going through the adoption with Jesse, I don't know how I made it without Sharon. She sat at my house many, many hours. She picked kids up from school. She did. You know, and Pete, you know, here he is not feeling the greatest, but, you know, he's still, he still shared Sharon with me. So, anyways, it was an honor to be able to do that. It was another revelation because here God already talked to me about peace two or three weeks ago, not having any idea that we would be here today and never dreamed that I'd be doing the funeral and don't get any ideas because I'm not doing it again. Lord, please don't let me do it again. But anyway, peace is a fruit of the Spirit. And I never even caught that before, you know, until I, and I was putting this together. And, and so I started studying out a little bit. And the fruits of the Spirit are visible characteristics of a Christian. That's what we show the world. That's the difference between us and them. The fruits of the Spirit is what we show. These are the attributes, the behaviors, and traits of someone who believes in Jesus. That we should show. And by the fruit of the Spirit, God gets the glory in our lives because the other people see that. And I I mean, I was just like, this is just a whole, first I just got the chunk about peace. And then by doing this service for Pete and and realizing that Pete exhibited all these fruits of the Spirit, I was like, and I told the people today, Pete didn't have to tell you I'm a Christian. You knew he was a Christian before I mean, he, his life showed that he was a Christian. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome. His funeral is pretty easy to do. I can't lie. I mean, it wasn't. He, I mean, we know for, for a fact that he's in heaven, you know, and it just. So that part of it was pretty easy. Not that I wasn't nervous. I'm not trying to toot my horn because let me tell you, I was nervous. Tony went up with me, and she kind of talked to me and helped me keep things in, in order. But anyway, so peace is a fruit of the Spirit, which I don't know how I missed that before. But. Peace in the Greek is a constant state of rest. That, that just in itself, just soak that in for a minute, a constant state of rest. Absent of worries, undivided connection with God, completeness, total dependency on him, quietness, and a quiet state. I, I love peace more than I loved peace before when I, just, when I really started to explain it. So when we're born again, the Spirit comes and lives inside us. Everybody knows that. When the Spirit lives inside of us, the fruit of the Spirit lives inside of us. It's there. It's already there. We don't have to pray for love, joy, peace, patience. It's there. It's already inside of us. So um, let me find my spot here. So if we, if we yield to the Spirit, that's the trick. We have to yield to the Spirit because it's in there. But if I yield to worry instead of yield to peace, then I'm going to get worry, and I'm going to get anxiety, and I'm going to get 
ulcers and all the fun stuff that comes along with that. So that was just awesome to me. Peace is already in there. We have to learn to let the peace flow. And so um, my first scripture is John 14, 26 and 27. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. He left us peace. He gave it to us. And not only did he give us peace, he gave us his peace. The peace that Jesus had through all the storms, all the trials. He died on the cross. And he hung up there and did it for us. And the same peace that he had, he gave to us. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let your heart not be troubled. Let your heart be let your let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So that was another revelation to me. I was like, okay, God, I I receive this peace that you've given me. And it's a gift. Like I said, we don't have to ask for it, we don't have to pray about it. Now for Mother's Day. For anybody that knows me at all knows. Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, Christmas, Groundhog Day, I don't care what it is, I'll take a massage. I mean, if, if you don't want to spend that much, I'll take a Fifth Avenue. But if you want to spend some money, I'll take a massage. So my husband, he got me flowers here at church and everything, but he gave me money for massage. Now, that's awesome. I have that money in my purse. Now, I can keep saying, honey, I'd really like to have a massage. I really, I really would like to have a massage. And he's going to be like, I already gave it to you. You just need to go use it, right? You know a person? person? (laughs) Hook me up, girl. So it's the same thing with peace. Peace is a gift. He already gave it to us. And it's inside of us. If you're born again, you have the spirit living inside of you, you have peace living inside of you. So we have to use it. It's our choice whether we use peace or whether we use worry. And I I hate to say that for so many years that I that I let it be worry, but it is. But but from here forward, from henceforward, I'm gonna Use peace. So the next set of scriptures I have is Mark 4, 35 through 38. And then I'm going to come to 39 and a little bit later. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. This is Jesus. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? So here's Jesus in the, in the middle of this sea or whatever it was, and he's downstairs asleep. They're up there freaking out. They go down and wake him up. Don't you care that we're going to die? Now, how was he asleep when there was a storm going on around him? Because he had peace. The same peace, yeah, the same peace that he gave us. But where, where are they at in all this? They don't have peace. They're waking him up saying, uh, wake up, we're dying here, and you're down here sleeping. Now, think about it not in, not in terms of this kind of a storm, but life storms, whether it's financial, whether it's your family, whether it's relationship, whether it's an illness, marriage, whatever it is. We have storms. They happen. If they haven't yet, hold on, they're coming. It's just part of life. The Bible never says you're never going to have to go through a bad thing ever in your life. It just says you won't go through it alone. So when we go through a storm, again, I'm guilty. I'm ashamed to say, but I'm guilty. We go through a storm and we're like, okay, God, where are you at? I'm dying over here. Do you even care that I'm dying? And a lot of times, if we're not careful, we blame God. 
again, I've been guilty, and I'm, I'm ashamed of it, but that's, you know, we learn from our mistakes. So we have to spend more time talking to God, getting in the Word, Christian music, podcasts. I can't say it enough. The more you put in, the better off you're going to be. Because our pastor said a long time ago, don't wait until the storm, the rain, the hail, the lightning, to go outside and build your storm shelter. It's too late. It's got to be built before. Put this into you. The podcast, Christian music, that helps me a lot because you all know we have a lot of children, six at home and eight total on the podcast if you all want to know. I can't read when those kids are all. I can't. I try. I can't absorb it. They're yapping. They're hollering. Mom, 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 can you turn your hotspot? No, I'm not turning my hotspot on. It's just constant unless they're asleep, and sometimes they, I think they sleepwalk, and they come knock on my door. But, I mean, our house is not quiet. We, we don't have that peace, that constant quiet. We don't have that. But So I put my earphones in. Tonight I had my earphones in, and they were still, but I was trying to let my husband sleep because I'm wonderful wife, like he said earlier, but they was still being so loud, even with them, I kept shoving them in farther and farther, and I still could not drown them out, they were so loud, and that's what happened, but, but I have to do that, I, for me personally, I have to do it, I have to pour it in, because if you've battled something in the past, whether it's anxiety, anxiety and fear go hand in hand, but whatever it is, the enemy already knows what your weak spot is, and that's what he's going to come and try to hit you with, so if, if you let him you're in trouble when the storm hits. So anyways, we have to focus on what God said about it instead of what the storm said about it. Will you flip it to Mark 4, 39, May? Then he arose, Jesus arose, and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, so like pastor's been preaching about your words, he spoke to it, rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. So the, so the revelation that I got out of this podcast and out of studying about this was peace is a fruit of the Spirit. It's inside of us. We have to release it. He spoke to the storm and said, peace be still. So when we have a storm in our life, whether it's anxiety, whether it's financial, family, whatever it is, we have to speak peace on it. Yeah. Okay, so today... I was holding out, me and Sharon were like, we just have a good feeling. God's coming through. Forrest is going to get off. I ironed the shirt. I mean, it's crisp. It's ready to go. You know, he's, God's going to come through. Well, I mean, God came through, but not with Forrest getting off. But so here we are. And so I start, I start feeling like I was going to puke. I'm like, here I am. I'm up, and I'm going to puke. So I told Tony, I said, will you pray with me? Because Tony rode up there with me. So we prayed. And I started speaking peace, speaking peace, speaking peace over myself, speaking peace over this situation, speaking peace. I'm releasing the peace that's already inside of me in this situation. And I was nervous, but I didn't puke. Thank you, Jesus. But I wasn't as nervous. I know I wasn't as nervous had I been if I wouldn't have released peace on the situation. You know, and God, I mean, he amazes me all the time. But he gave me this message two or three weeks ago. He already knew that I was going to be the one up there today. He already knew. And he already knew that I was going to need that revelation because I was going to need to use it today. Then he gave me more revelation by showing me that Pete exhibited all the fruits of the Spirit. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. It's just like the puzzle pieces all started coming together. And I just, he blows me away all the time. But um, so in this scripture, Jesus is talking to an actual storm. So he used his words. He rebuked the wind, said, peace, be still. He released peace on the situation. So it goes from a hurricane to calm. 
yeah. immediately. So if, we, if Jesus can do it, and he can, and he said we'll do greater things, and he gave us the same peace that he has, why don't we speak it on our situations? Amen. I mean, we go through these things in life, and we have the power. I want to say at our fingertips, but at our tongue tips. We have the power. But so often we focus so much on the storm instead of God's word, instead of the peace that's living inside of us. So we focus on the storm, and we're like, oh. And a lot of times we use our words against us. Did you hear about this? Do you know what's happening? Can you believe this? What am I going to do? We just, we focus so much on that. And if you do that, then that's the devil putting that in your ear, putting that little seed in your ear. Then he gets you to speak. You're using your words against yourself. Instead of releasing the peace that's inside of you, you're focusing on the storm. And the next thing you know, you're in such a big ball of worry and stuff that it's hard to come back from it. For anybody that's experienced anxiety, if you let it keep going and building and build, I mean, it just gets to a point where you're like, you don't even know how to get back from it. So I hope, I hope, my husband has, my husband doesn't struggle with that. And that's why I know that God gave me the message about peace because I can relate because he doesn't, he, and I'm, I thank God that he doesn't. He does a little bit. He's told you guys every Saturday night, he's like, I can't do this. I don't have enough. I mean, we, we do. We go through that every single Saturday. So that, that's a taste of it, but not, not to the extent of that you went on. Bef- before I became a Christian, before I started learning to put these principles in my life, I, and I not only worried about what was happening, I worried about what if this happens. And it just, I mean, you, net, you, don't, you lose all peace when you get into that because when you start thinking what if, what if, what if, then you're all over the place. So whatever storm that you're facing tonight, I just want to encourage you to release peace. If it's financial, then you use your words. You release the peace inside of you. Father, I release peace on this situation. If it's, if it's physical, whatever it is, because when, when you're having a physical ailment, it's real easy to get anxious. When it's yourself, when you're feeling the pain, when you're struggling to breathe, whatever it is. Now... I've had a lot of babies, and I've had them natural, and I learned early on that when that pain hits, if you get anxious and you tend to, it hurts worse, you know. And, and, and that, you'd think that I would have learned to apply this in my life because I would speak peace over my, my, you know, I would command my body to be at peace and the muscles relax and stuff. But that was for, that was for a small window of labor, you know, and th- it's so much bigger than that. We can use it for any instance in our life. If, if you start having pains in your body, immediately speak to it. If you're having issues in your marriage, immediately release peace. Because if you have peace, if you're fighting with your husband, there's no peace there. But if you release peace and you're both, and you both have peace, then the next thing you know, you're not fighting anymore. We don't fight very often, but every once in a while. So anyways, the other thing that, that God kind of revealed to me in this about having peace, it makes so much more sense because I spent so many years worrying. It didn't help. Worrying does not help. And that was another thing our pastor told us, and it really stuck with me. I think it was like 96% or some statistic of what we worry about never comes to fruition. So you, I think about, Lord, all those years and hours and however you want to lump up that time, that I spent worrying, I can't get it back. It's gone. It's gone forever. I worried for nothing. It did not help. Even if it was something that was truly going on, worrying does not help. But this does. God's word does. And that peace that's inside of you does. And, and this applies to all the fruits of the spirit. 
joy, love, whatever, patience, whatever it is, it's already in there. The Spirit's already in there. Those fruits of the Spirit are already in there, and we just have to release them. And I, I encourage the people today, and I encourage you all, look them up. If you don't know all nine, I do pretty good, and I get down about five or six, and I'm like, what's the other ones? But look them up. Print them. Write them on your mirror with a, with a dry erase marker if you want to. If there's certain areas that you know you're struggling, talk to God and start releasing. Now, I don't pray for patience. My mom always tells me, do not pray for patience because... To get patience comes trials, so basically, so I, I'm not praying for no patience, but it's a fruit of the Spirit, so it's already in there. All of those are already inside us because the Spirit lives inside us. All we have to do is release them. So maybe it's not peace for you. Maybe it's joy. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's love. What it, maybe it's self-control. Whatever it is, that's our, the Spirit, it's already inside of you, so all you have to do is release it. So today, like I said, when, when I was going in, I... I release peace over myself. I didn't even tell Tony about this message. I didn't, I didn't know she was going to get, not get to be here tonight, so I didn't, I didn't want to spoil it for her. But I released peace over myself. And it, it was a peace. It was just peaceful. I, I can't really even put it into words. I think knowing that when someone passes, when you know that you know that you know without any shadow of a doubt that they're in heaven, that brings peace in itself. You know, So that was a blessing. And, and I just know that that this revelation that I got and this, this instance that happened, God used it to show me so that I could get up here and tell you about it, that I had the opportunity to try it out and that it worked. So my next scripture is a real familiar one, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. This is one of my favorites. And be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Now, that's kind of a big scripture, but... Another thing, before I got this revelation about release and peace, if I started feeling anxious, then I would start using God's word. Be anxious for nothing, instead pray. I would just shorten it down to that. Be anxious for nothing, instead pray. And that, that has done wonders. I mean, that's where I've gotten to the point that I'm at because I released God's word. And now that I can add this, I can add God's word, plus I can release the peace that Jesus gave me, his peace that he put inside of me, then I'm never going to be anxious again. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, this is another part that's awesome, and again, I shared this a little bit. Um, Pete had had prostate cancer back in 2005, and I don't mean to harp on Pete, but hey, that's where we're at today, So, and God used this to really reveal this to me, but he'd had prostate cancer a while ago. He started feeling bad here more recently, and fast forward, they didn't really have any solid answers until about a week or so ago, but the doctor said the cancer was in his bones. Well, the doctors say that that's very painful. Like medical science says that's terribly painful. Well, I was at Sharon's house a week and a half, two weeks ago, something like that. And Pete was sitting in his recliner or his chair. I don't know if he reclined. And, you know, we talked and he was peaceful. He wasn't in pain. And Sharon and I talk, you know, often. And Sharon said, you know, he, he, he wasn't feeling quite right, but she would say, are you hurting somewhere? No. Are you sick? No. He was just sleepy. And so we talked about that too. You know, whatever's going on with him, he's not hurting. He's sleepy. And I don't know about her husband. I know my husband. He likes to sleep. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. So you fast forward and the doctors say, this man has, this man has cancer in his bones. He had a peace that surpasses all understanding. That doesn't make sense that he should have bone cancer and he don't hurt. He just wants to sleep. 
But Pete had that peace that Jesus gave down inside of him, and it just came out. And I, I'm just blown away. I wish I wish I could I wish I had figured all this out so I could have told Pete about it, but I guess he knows now. There's no questions left unanswered at this point. But let me see real quick here, Pete. Okay. I'm I'm almost done. I'm gonna get you out earlier than my husband usually does. So peace is a choice. We can choose to have peace or we can choose to have worry. Why would you choose worry? It doesn't make any sense. I've done it for a lot of years. And I'm, I imagine probably everybody here can say they had at some point or another. But we don't, have to, we don't have to have the worry. We don't have to have anxiety. So, but what we do have to learn to do is develop those fruits of the spirits. Like I said, if it's not peace for you, if it's something else, focus in on that. Hone in on that one thing and start using it. It's inside of you. Speak it out. I have joy. I release joy out of my life onto the situation. I release love out of out of me into the situation. Whatever it is, release it onto yourself. It belongs to us. We can use them. All we have to do is open our mouth and use it. So I just want to challenge you guys every day, every single day. When my husband did this one time, he said, every day before you get out of bed, say, God, use me. Well, I did that, and God has used me to do some things. that I'm like, oh. So then I got to a point where I wasn't even saying it anymore, and then I felt guilty. So I started saying it again. Here I am. But... I mean, you know, if God uses you, he calls you out into something. And believe me, he's lately, like, called me out into things that I, I'm not capable of doing. I'm not. I, yeah. I can't. I went to another church and spoke. And I wish I'd have known about release and peace then because let me tell you what, I was a basket case, and that's terrible. And, I, you know, I know, God, I know that God put it into play, and I knew that God would be there and bring me through it. But whew, was I glad when it was over with? But, you know, even today, I had peace. I was nervous. I was a little bit nervous, but I had peace about it. So if he calls you out and tells you to do something, just do it. Because Sharon wanted the salvation message brought out in Pete's service. I just, I just did the sinner's prayer with everyone, and one lady came up and thanked me for doing that. I don't know if anybody, I don't know if anybody accepted Jesus for the first time or made a, a, a new commitment. I don't know. But the seed was planted regardless. Amen. You know, and if whether they did, whether they did it today or whether they do it later or whatever, the seed was planted. And so we have to step out. I have to step out. I'm, I'm shy by nature. I'm, my husband is very outgoing and he'll talk to anybody all the time. And I don't. I'm, I'm glad he does because I can just scoot back here in the corner and pretend I ain't even there. But sometimes I can reach people that he can't. Or like today, I could be at a place that he can't be at. And that's the same with you all. You guys will be around your families or your friends or your coworkers that we'll never meet. So if you don't allow God to use you, so if you're shy, if you're nervous about it or whatever, just start saying, I release peace. But I just challenge you every day before you get out of bed, just start saying it. I release peace on myself today. I re- release peace on my mind. I release peace on my marriage, on my family. Whatever the situation is that you're going through, just start releasing peace over it. And if you start feeling a little bit anxious, if you're, if you're one of those people that have suffered that, if you start feeling, stop it immediately. Don't let it snowball into this big thing that it's hard to get back from. Stop it immediately. Say, scripture's gone. Be anxious for nothing instead pray. Or whatever scripture, there's plenty of scriptures in the Bible, whatever, whatever fits the thing that bugs you. Have that ready. Be ready when it comes at you. Release peace in the situation. Or even better yet, instead of waiting until you start feeling it. Like today, you know, or if you're going into a situation that 
you know is out of your comfort zone or whatever, before you ever get to the point of start feeling anxious, release the peace. Release the peace or whatever, whatever it is in your life. If you know something's coming up, release the peace. But I just challenge you guys to do that. He showed me today it works. I mean, the Bible said it was a gift, just like I was telling you before. It's a gift. He gave it to us. He didn't give it to us just to keep it in here nice and cozy. He gave it to us to use it, to share it. And the more that we show those fruits of the Spirit, not only does it, do we get joy, love, peace, all these, all these things, but that's what the world sees. They see those fruits. And then God gets the glory from it. So it's like a double bonus. So anyways, I'm going to go ahead and close in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this word, Lord. I thank you for this revelation, Lord, that you, that you opened in my life, Lord. And I thank you for the other people, Father, that you're going to use this word to, to touch them as well, Lord. I just ask you for every person and the sound of my voice, Lord, that you just put this down in their heart, Father, and that they remember to release peace on their life and on their situation, Lord. I ask you to let them see things change because of this, Lord. Let, let our lives look different because of this, Father, because of this revelation that you've given us, Lord. Let, let me take in every each nine of the fruits of the Spirit, Father, into my life and exhibit them through me, Lord, so that, so that I'm not just talking the talk, but I'm walking the walk, Lord. And just, just use me, use this church, Father, to do mighty things for you, Father. And I just, I just release peace on every person under the sound of my voice, Lord. And I just ask you to let them see how this works, Lord, that this gift that you've given us, Father, that we can use to the best of our ability, Lord, and that we can share with others, Father. I ask you to watch over each person, protect them, and keep them safe from any harm. In Jesus' name, amen.